Hello, and welcome to The Outside Story, a podcast on film, TV, and media from an outside perspective. Was that scary? That doesn't sound scary. Anyway, yeah, so welcome to The Outside Story, a podcast on film, TV, and media from an outside perspective. My name is Jonathan. I am joined today with my brother and co-host, Larry. Um, You're listening to our first episode of our 2020 October Halloween special. Um, So these episodes are going to sound a lot like what last year's Halloween special sounded like. They're going to be kind of short, more conversational. Um, We're just going to be watching horror films and talking about them, basically. So Larry, you want to talk a little bit about like what the Halloween special is and why we do it? Yeah, so Jonathan and I, we uh, we're not like, we didn't grow up loving horror films, but uh, we did grow up kind of watching them because our our cousin was really into them and like to be honest like that was all asian films were kind of known for when we were growing up (laughs) like their horror films like their horror films are so good they're so scary that and kung fu i (laughs) feel yeah that and martial arts yes i agree yeah and so like what we were thinking about like the ring the grudge all those kind of classic horror films asian horror films shutter etc which we covered last year so if you're interested uh check it out (laughs) um or if you need a refresher, definitely check it out. So Jonathan and I, we just really like horror because there are certain things that horror can only tell. Like you can only use horror as a as a medium to tell their stories. And I think one of the big things that really kickstarted it, though, like to make us really love horror, was probably the haunting of Hill House. Which um, hmm. I want to say that's that's the big thing. To be honest, Jonathan, like, would would you say that's correct, Jonathan? Like, that's a I mean, big thing that kind of reignited our horror interest. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like Haunting of Hill House was just, like, <laughs> it's just it's such a good, you know, mm-hmm. um, s- such a good TV show. And we'll continue to toot its horn um, forever um, because of how great it is. And I-, I would say that, but then I feel like also leading up to it, we also watched a handful of really good horror films like the Babadook and oh right right um like other stuff that kind of just like led up to it you know and so it's mm-hmm. almost as if like horror has kind of had this sort of like reawakening you know mm-hmm. of right. the ways in which it tells its stories mm-hmm. and yeah and so I, I just I just feel like that that kind of just like piqued our interest you know right in horror um and then another reason why we do this also is because our sister is like not really a horror fan and she's the other co-host of this podcast and yeah and we don't want to put her through something that she just <laughs> that she just can't you know handle right, right um and so we uh we're just kind of okay we'll do this and you don't have to be a part of it you're more than welcome to be a part of it we want you to be a part of it but we also don't want to subject you to like things that are not Things where you know you're not gonna be able to sleep if you watch them. Mm-hmm. And trust me, I've had I've had those nights a couple times. I'd wake up in the middle of the night just like shivering. I'm like, wait, why am I up? Why do I feel like so terrified? But like, no, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. But I just feel really scared right now. But oh, <laughs> yeah, man. I've definitely had those moments after watching these films. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. And we wanted to do it again because also like a lot of my friends um, said that this is like their favorite. Like this is their favorite special, right? Like, right. Of all the of all the episodes we do, these are the ones that they look forward to. Um, and so you know, like I just, I, I think it's fun. You know, it kind of generates a lot of conversation with friends and stuff like that too. And yeah, I I just love I love horror. Um, mm-hmm. 
do you want to give a little i don't know if you want to but do you want to give a little kind of trajectory of this special how it differs from last year yeah sure so last year we were pretty ambitious and we watched something (laughs) and we made an episode pretty much like every weekday every day day, uh, for you guys to consume and it was fun but it was a lot a lot of work Um, and we covered (laughs) a lot of we we legit covered a lot of horror films and so when we were thinking of our next list we're like man like I don't think we can come up with enough films to cover every day again, too. So, like, you know I what? I think we can. We it's probably, just a lot of work. Yeah, we probably can. <laughs> if we want, if we really wanted to, we probably could. Right, right, right. Um, but essentially, that would mean we're watching, like, a film every single night, every single day, trying to prep and get ready. And, yeah, yeah. that's a lot of work. So, uh, this time, instead, we're just releasing one episode a week, and we're covering a, a, a handful of films. So, it won't just be, like, uh, one or two films in particular, but uh, at least three, for sure. So that's yeah, kind of what yeah. we'll be doing for uh, this month. So a total of four episodes for this year's Halloween special. So for today's episode, our three films are The Grudge, released in January of this year, 2020, written directed by Nicholas Pesci. Juwan Origins, released summer of 2020 on Netflix. It's a uh, TV series, like a short TV series, written by Hiroshi Takahashi and Takashige Ichisei and directed by Sho Miyake. And then our final film that we'll be talking about today is, is called um, The Wailing, released in 2016, written and directed by Na Hongjin. Why don't we just get started? The Grudge, if you are a horror fam, 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 I guess fam works. <laughs> yeah, fam fans. works. Mm-hmm. If you're part of the horror fam, you know what The Grudge is. It's a film that was released a while back, Japanese horror film. And has gotten so many sequels and remakes and all these things. It's very, it's very, very popular. What's the word I'm looking for? Franchise. Um, yeah, franchise. Or, 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 popular. Yeah, iconic. Or memorable. Yeah, or like canon. You know, canon. to pull from. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so when we heard that it was getting a 2020 remake, we were like, "Oh, cool! That might be great because the American remake that came out shortly after, like, uh, or around the time when The Grudge was really like popular." was kind of a piece of crap um <laughs> it starred sarah michelle geller i think yes um, that's correct and just did not leave i saw i that's actually the first film that the first horror film that i saw in movie theaters oh wow um, okay because before then i was kind of a chicken it wasn't um, paranormal activity no paranormal came out after i, that, I think I'm it sure. did too yeah i think it did too yeah. but okay yeah, and then I swore to myself that I would never watch another horror film in theaters after watching Paranormal Activity. <laughs> but um, we, we broke that rule, didn't we? I broke it. We broke it. that rule. I, I broke mean, it several I'm, times. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely older now, and so I've, yeah, I've kind of I've grown a sort of I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for here. I'm just blanking out on words. Resilience. Resilience, or like. Um, like numbness, you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, to like horror stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, like a lot of people would jump at stuff, and I'm just like, eh, 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 <laughs> yep, eh, yep. Eh. Um, yeah. So the Gretch 2020. Yeah. What did you think, Larry? Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember we talked about this earlier this year, and yeah, we did. Yeah, you mentioned. To watch it, it in theaters <laughs> you mentioned it was bad but i was like i don't know if i want to watch it in theaters because i know it's going to be bad and a waste of my time um and yeah, yeah this film was pretty bad 
like on all levels like okay the 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 number one thing i was trying to remember how this film went and i was like isn't this film really dark like 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 light like you can't see anything like i can't i can't think of any iconic imagery iconic shots like nothing everything is dark and claustrophobic and enclosed and it's like i don't really Mm. recall anything that well and I, I understand, like maybe that's what that director was trying to do, but I was like, no, like I don't, I don't remember anything about the film. <laughs> Especially, yeah. it's like the reason why I bring this up is because in Juwan, the Grudge, like the original Japanese one, mm. like the house is so iconic. The house is right. really iconic, super iconic, and you know how it's laid out already because you've seen it so many times. But here, right, right. In, in the house in this Grudge in the 2020 version, I'm like, I. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't. You, looks like you a can't basic tell if house. you're in that house or if it's in, if you're in a different house or if right. Like, you exactly. Know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. like they don't. I don't know. I, I just feel like they don't take advantage of that. Um, and that's like one of the big things. What makes the Grudge so iconic is actually making those locations memorable. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just to kind of like sidetrack just a little bit. There's a Wii game based on the Grudge, and there's like five levels, but there's a hidden sixth level. And in the sixth level, you can explore the house. And if you're like fans of the, the franchise, then you know like that house is really super creepy and like it's mm-hmm. detailed exactly how you would see it um, right. in the film. So that's how important like that location is. And right. this is like a totally right. missed opportunity that they did um, right. for this version, this year's version of The Grudge. Because it's like, right. like I said, so dark, can't see anything, don't know what's going on. Speaking of like, you know, like houses and stuff like that, like the haunting of Hill House is another great example of like an an iconic home. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the layout of the house, you know, like where, like if you were to walk in where the stairs are, where the parlor is, where the red room is, like mm-hmm. all these things, like, you know, like, because you're just so used to it, you know, right. um, this in the grudge like the house is is so much a part of the film and i felt like i wasn't getting that watching this remake um and uh, yeah i feel like you know mike flanagan should do the third season like season three of the haunting on the grudge like Mm -hmm. the haunting of like i don't know what the house is called but like they could totally do like the haunting of that particular yeah. house yeah you know? i think that would be so good i think that would be really interesting they that could would to- be he could totally so nail it. so good he could totally oh nail my it God. yeah but um this movie is just a bunch of short stories not short stories like like short- a bunch of arcs kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah like, short uh, character arcs characters. yeah uh-huh. yeah kind of like over like weaving into each other's stories and stuff like that and eventually everybody dies um yeah like how most horror films yeah yeah, the characters are like. Let, let's talk about some of our, some of our characters here. Like John Cho is in it. Mm-hmm. He plays this uh, real estate agent for the house, mm-hmm. um, and he, his story is very tragic. His uh, wife is pregnant, and during the pregnancy, they find out that um, their child is going to be born with uh, a disease, and so they have a really really difficult time, kind of like coming to terms with what that might mean for them, the mm-hmm. decisions that they that they have to make and stuff like that. And at the same time, John Cho's character is trying to wrap up everything that is going on with the house um, and trying to wrap up the sale of it and stuff like that. And during that time, him trying to wrap up the house sale and stuff, the murder happens in that house that encapsulates, I guess, the spirit of the grudge in that house um and eventually he gets possessed by the by the spirit and kills his wife yeah and Mm -hmm. the baby right 
but that's just one that is not yet born. that is just one right. arc though that's just one rest in peace also to the woman who she was the worker she was the compassionate presence that was hired by one yeah. of the husbands that worked there uh-huh. to kind of like see that she I, felt, I was just like man she's a really good character mm-hmm. and the actress who played her was really good like really she's very unique like when you hear her voice and when you see her character you're like wow this is a standout character mm-hmm. and then she just died <laughs> yeah just yeah like... but it's like but like that's that stays true at least to the tradition of how the grudge films work um right the original jew on grudge they're all just a bunch of short stories that talk about all the residents that live in that particular house and how they're like right. haunted by that right. grudge so right. i guess like this film tries to do the same thing but in a different way just to kind of show yeah. that people who are involved with the house it doesn't just affect people who live in the house but people who are involved with the house as well so i kind of respect that a little bit how they try to localize it and try to make it yeah. like more american i guess um right. but more then appropriate quote unquote appropriate yeah, yeah. but then like by making it American, that means like your scary, your, your little scary child is a girl instead of a boy, because scary girls are are more renowned in Western horror <laughs> films. You know what I mean? Than like scary thanks boys. To the Shining. Yeah, thanks Shining. Um, and yeah, um, there's also like a bunch of like time jumps and time skips, and it's kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. which is very similar, like I said, very similar to the original, but then at the same time, like this one tries to connect them, but it's very incoherent and it makes it really confusing as to like what's kind of going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't really mm-hmm. know and understand anything until the very end when everything kind of wraps up. You're like, oh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. So yeah, I just didn't like the way they did that because it, it was just like the, like the whole ride watching the film was just like a flat line. <laughs> like I didn't right, I didn't right, feel right. I didn't feel any like ups or downs. It was just sort of like very flat. And then the very end, yeah. I'm like, oh, and then like it's still flat. <laughs> you know, like I had no emotional <laughs> roller coasters. <laughs> That's funny because at the end for me, I was like, hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> that was my. You were like, oh, I was like, huh. <laughs> um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and the, the 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 weird thing also with this is like there's even though there's a bunch of stories and a bunch of characters there's a main character right for right. the grudge the, and, the police lady right would you yeah, say the so police yeah. woman mm-hmm. and i didn't just did not feel like she was a main character like i just wasn't really like like she has this she she has this like deep kind of sort of grief that's that she's carrying mm-hmm. right right like into this story yes does that grief get revisited not once i you know agree I mean? like... yes i agree because like that grief was a huge miss opportunity because oh, it's, yeah, it's totally, very clear totally. like if they made her the main character which i think they were trying to make her the main character they needed to explore yeah. that grief right. we, we see to be honest we see more grief with the, the police lady's detective partner that that right. with them with oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah we uh-huh. see we see more grief with with his partner than than the actual police yeah. lady herself and like like i said a huge missed opportunity because it's sort of like we know that she's somehow connected or she feels drawn to the house for no you know right. for no real reason but then yeah no reason at all yeah yeah but then we know she's drawn to it and there's a reason why she's drawn to it because there's something inside that she's trying to figure out um and we don't ever see that um, and yeah. that's a huge missed opportunity because it's like what yeah. horror films tend to do is you tend to like confront things you've been kind of running away from or confront things that you've never really dealt with like for a long, long time. That's just kind of been sitting yeah. there. And that's what good horror films do. Like they'll, they'll go and confront that. And I think this house was supposed to be that. But yeah, uh, here, like 
she just kind of does it but nothing happens you know <laughs> um and like the, right. the biggest thing the biggest clue to it um and i know uh jonathan you you've always griped about this part of the film was when the police lady enters the house and tries to like burn down the house yeah, um, the climax and, yeah yeah and then you hear the um the grudge lady saying i want to show you something right yeah and so yeah. okay legit there's no reason to show her anything because you're gonna kill her anyway one and two yeah. it's like the reason why you would show it is the reason why ghosts tell anything you know, in most stories is that one you're they're trying to find some way to like appease their spirit you know give them mm. some hint to how to appease it or two it's right. sort of like they're trying to remind you of something or trying to bait you in to do something um and that's right. what n- none of that did instead like, i just <laughs> want to show you something because i need to show the audience what happened in this house you know but it's like it, it's not personal to the character it's not personal to to any of them so it's just sort of like you know i i don't care <laughs> i don't care what yeah. happens to the late to the people in the house because i think i already kind of get the idea that something bad went down you know and i was okay with that right. but right but yeah she she needed some kind of connection to be able to see what was going on in that house but she didn't have one so yeah yeah and then there's this kind of like weird she's a single mother the grief that she's carrying is from her recently passed away husband Mm -hmm. and she has this relationship with her child right that is like sometimes literally non-existent throughout the whole movie Mm -hmm. like he shows up only like once in a while for particular plot reasons and that's it Mm -hmm. you know like they need to redevelop this because at the end of the film what ends up happening is that the ghost girl from the grudge house pretends to be her son you know Mm -hmm. and there could be so much meaning in that right in her like in her relationship with her son and things like that but no like they didn't they didn't explore any of that and Mm -hmm. that was really unfortunate but yeah Oh, we spent a lot of time on, on this. I know. Uh, maybe we should move forward. <laughs> yeah, let's move on because it's not uh, a good I'll film. Recommend, uh, <laughs> do, we do not recommend this film. Uh, we do also, uh, real quick though, I want to talk about the music. The music is freaking phenomenal Oh, in this yes. Film. Yes. Music is so good. Yeah. Like, shout out to the Newton Brothers who also did the music for um, Haunting of Hill House. I also felt like this movie was trying to bite off a lot of stuff with Hill House. Um, like, they, like, there were some things that were just seemingly like blatantly copied from hill house and i'm just like yeah 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 that's just yeah like that's just that, like they copied it without understanding why they should have copied it right yeah they right. just yeah and that's unfortunate mm-hmm. okay moving on to the better juan that came out this year yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah why don't you talk about that one larry sure uh so juan origins came out on netflix this past summer and jonathan and i we didn't i didn't even know it was coming out uh so it was like a huge surprise to me um, and I, we didn't know about it until Jessica mentioned it. And then we we're like, Jess, are you going to watch it? She's like, no. <laughs> just wanted to share because I know you guys are probably going to watch it. We're like, okay. And watching it, you already get like this weird, creepy vibe um, mm-hmm. like w- with with the film. You know, Netflix so far has been doing a pretty good job with their horror stuff. So like, you know what? Why not? Let's give it a shot. So Juan Origins supposedly is based on the original house that Juan is based on. Does, does that make sense? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Juan is based on a house. It, like Juan is a Juan is a story based on a house in Japan, but then Juan Origins talks about the original house that what actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds even more confusing, but but basically what they're trying to say is the Juan film is based on this house, but then this is what actually happened. That's what they're trying to say. Uh, that's how they're advertising it. Um, yeah, and it definitely shares a lot of common themes uh, with. Uh, the franchise yeah with the franchise definitely like loosely connected 
characters and their arcs but in this particular series though mini series i guess you could say there's like two i want to say two main characters technically three if you want to count the the mother the the high school the high school mom technically if you want to count her as well three yeah i think i would count her so three she does kind of disappear for a little bit yeah but she i'd say she's a pretty significant character because she does reappear like near the end too so yeah i'd say follows like three characters and their experiences trying to find this house because basically um their close members or their close people are kind of affected by this house and so they feel kind of drawn to it trying to figure out like why they're gone uh, what's going on and just trying to get down to this mystery and they do a pretty good job this series is pretty dark and pretty gritty like it doesn't hold back when it depicts any scenes that will make viewers uncomfortable like if you don't think they'll go there they're actually gonna go there they'll show you like mm-hmm. how it happens or what happens and it's yeah. very brutal very gruesome uh, very mm-hmm. tragic too uh, most at the heart of most horror films is like tragedy Mm-hmm. um so well at least most asian horror films it's at the heart of it is pretty much tragedy um yeah this series is pretty good with that so yeah the the very first episode is me and larry were watching it was like oh my gosh they went there mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? oh yeah mm-hmm. um and uh, yeah and then like even like midway through i'm thinking of like the um like the the couple you yeah know? the couple um, with with the murders and whatnot yeah yeah oh like yeah that, that was they'll go there and they will yeah, go there yeah it was crazy mm-hmm. crazy overall i think very very well done japanese like um it felt very japanese to me yes. you know mm-hmm. and by that i mean like very much like slice of life you know like um kind of taking things day by day and right. you kind of get that feeling mm-hmm. of like you know you're a part of these people's lives and stuff like that right um, yeah very very well done Mm -hmm. in my opinion yeah um definitely check it out whenever you get the chance because this series actually surprised me because jonathan and i we saw haunting hill house and we kind of claim we kind of proclaimed that you know this series has evolved the horror genre like this film evolves the japanese horror genre as well Mm -hmm. um and we think it did a really great job you know because like i guess one of the big tropes is that um Usually when you watch horror films, when there's like a horror scene or a jump scare scene occurring, like there's, it only involves one character and like the entity that's involved with it, right? But in this series, there's like two or more characters in that same room and they're both experiencing the same thing. You know what I mean? So you know, like, yeah. like you don't want to mess with this. You know, this is scary yeah. as hell. Yeah. yeah, the first time that happens, um, it's, it's about this actress, I think, who is like hearing footsteps in her room and she doesn't know like why. Mm-hmm. and so she comes home and her her boyfriend or like yeah boyfriend. husband or boyfriend, boyfriend is mm-hmm. like sleeping outside on the couch and she's like oh like why are you sleeping outside on the couch like why are you napping here and he like tries to like brush it off like oh yeah i just fell asleep on accident but you know he can't sleep in the bedroom because you know there's <laughs> footsteps in there and then like um like they both hear footsteps and they're they both look at the bedroom and she's like did you hear that he's like yeah i heard that <laughs> 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 so yeah it's funny mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah so the final film for today is the wailing korean film that came out in 2016 this film is about a police officer who lives in this small town in korea and he kind of experiencing like a bunch of different murders in the um in in, in the village that he lives in mm-hmm. and as he's kind of experiencing it and, and investigating it um his own daughter it becomes involved in 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 the story and what happens eventually is that he learns that there is a spirit that is possessing people 
to kind of kill others and it normally possesses people to kill like their own family and stuff like that and Mm so there yeah it's just it's a very slow film but i think uh if you like horror and um and you enjoy it i think it's worth it i -hmm. think yeah yeah what what did you think of larry oh i i had no idea what i was getting myself into when i first watched this film like i just turned it on because i was like okay i need to watch this film for this i elected it only because i just heard really really good things about it and uh wow like i was blown away by this film (laughs) completely did you we we could we could talk spoilers about this did you did you guess i guess like did did you did you figure out who the real culprit was Mm, in the no i actually wasn't uh usually Mm. i don't like doing that i just kind of like like sitting through it and just kind of experiencing oh my god even if it's a plot twist that's coming like a mile away (laughs) like i'll totally like be uh, suckered into it because i'm so like into like the present moment of like what's kind of going on um and so like it's even if i tried to like predict what was going on what was happening like the film would just twist you on its head and like no this is this is what's actually happening um yeah and so yeah this film wow wow like it, it's yeah it's the 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 story is so well written mm-hmm. the dialogue is also really really good mm-hmm. the final dialogue at the very end between the kind of like the the nephew priest and yeah. the, the uh, akuma the, the, the like yeah the, the very, foreigner very, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, but overall, like what this film does, it does a very good job combining Eastern and Western tropes in horror. Mm-hmm. Um, like that was the big thing that that came to mind. Um, because they it talks about like demons, spirits, possessions, and different ways to approach it. Like what happens is the the daughter ends up kind of getting possessed by the spirit and so they try to appease it by um traditionally using uh korean shamanism rituals or they um, try to kill it rather yeah they try to ki- yeah kill yeah, it deliver they it, try I to guess. kill it yeah using yeah. some kind of hex they try to kill it but that didn't work out too well and then the and then, <laughs> and then, the, then the father goes to the priest and says can you do something about it and he's like no like it, at this point it's a way too far into it and then later on as they kind of like break down the investigation and break down like what's kind of going on yeah it just combines so many different things uh that kind of like shows that like the way eastern horror is seen and between western horror is seen it's the exact same thing but then it's told in different perspectives and that's what this film does so like for example like you have the the mysterious foreigner the foreigner is what everyone is thinking is is like the reason why the village is cursed and then the second one is you have the korean shaman who is like an expert and renowned in his field and the third one is you have this lady in white who just appears randomly and like gives hints to like the father on like what to do and so these three uh entities that are in play uh, gets you really thinking about like what what's going on. It tries to get you thinking about what's kind of going on and such. And so, what made me realize? Uh, what made me like? I guess how I interpreted it was um. The, so the foreigner is is the demon, right? But then usually ladies in white in, in Asian horror stories are, are no no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> ladies in white. Okay, never never ever trust a lady in white <laughs> in horror in Asian horror films. But in Western horror films, that's like it could like represent like an angel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So ma- maybe or like Lady Galadriel. From Lord yeah, of the yeah. Or maybe she's yeah. trying to help. And so and then uh in, in the film that's where uh the the main character gets really confused because you know you're not supposed to trust lady in white you never ever trust a lady in white <laughs> but then 
he knows there's some sort of involvement of like some kind of uh, Western thing here too that's going on. So he's not too sure who to trust, what to trust. And it kind of plays on that very, very well. And I really, really enjoyed that part. So that's what really got me thinking. I was like, wow, that's crazy how they managed to combine all those things too. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the main character. He, I don't know if, they, they probably did it on purpose, but for me, like, I don't know, I just I just didn't like it. Like, like he, he made the whole film, like, so hard for me to watch. Oh, really? Because, <laughs> yeah, like, he was just, I just didn't like him at all. Like, oh, wow, I didn't, okay. He, he was very lazy. He didn't take his work very seriously. Like, yeah, he's, he's not, only... he's not, he's not your... Uh... <laughs> traditional main character i guess you could yeah, say he's yeah he's not like by far and mm-hmm. the only thing that i appreciate about him is that he would do anything for his daughter yeah like, that that is the one character trait that i was like yeah like this this guy's cool but everything mm-hmm. else oh my god yeah like he's so terrible like, yeah but, so so terrible <laughs> but what's but that's for me that's what makes it really funny like i love the main character which is why which is I like freaking because okay character. what what made it what really made it for me <laughs> was when in the very beginning was when he was in the police station with his partner right it was like late at <laughs> night <laughs> it was late at night and they were like filing cases and reports on like the earlier murder that just happened and then all of a sudden there's a blackout yeah yeah, there's a blackout and he starts freaking out he's like oh my god do you see that do you see that (laughs) and i was like bro that's hella funny because that's like in reality that's how anyone react anyone would react (laughs) in that situation and so it was so freaking hilarious and it was like the first jump scare i guess you could say right uh, of, of the film it was super hilarious yeah Definitely. I I would also say like this film is kind of comical. Like when they, yeah. when, 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 uh, when the shaman ritual fails, the main character like rounds up his buddies to go beat up the foreigner. Yeah. And when they get there, like he's not there, but they find this zombie instead. Mm-hmm. And like the whole scene where they're finding the zombie is just so freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they like knock it in the head with the rake and like, it's still alive. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and that just goes to show you, like, you know, it just depends on how you approach zombies. But yeah, this the way this this film made zombies is like, well, zombies are scary. You do not want to mess with them because you cannot yeah. do anything to them at all. I guess another funny thing, too, is like he accidentally kills uh, the foreigner, uh, like, because he's on his phone, you know? Oh, yeah. He's, like, <laughs> he's on his phone and he's driving. The first thought I had when, when, when he was driving and he was on his phone was I was like, dude, why are you on your freaking phone? And you're driving. And then he, like, almost crashes head on to this car coming. And then he loses control of his truck. And and then he hits the foreigner. on, the, And the foreigner's, like, in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hits the foreigner and kills him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. and then and then they, they they think that the curse is lifted or whatever, so mm-hmm. they go and uh, he goes back to his daughter, and his daughter is seemingly okay, but mm-hmm. it's a horror movie, y'all. She, yeah. she ain't okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um. But but yeah, like like I said, I actually do like the main character uh, because he's very realistic. Because he is lazy, he is all this and that. He's not he's not your traditional main character, but he's very I I personally would say very real in terms of like how he would react. We were in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Know? so yeah i really like yeah that. i think i think for me a little bit more character development like by the end he's you know. oh yeah and then i guess one question that i had is who do you think the lady in white is i want to uh there's a actually a deleted scene in the film i didn't see it but there's actually a deleted oh, okay. scene have you have you seen it or have you read about it no i haven't heard of this uh in the deleted scene so spoilers y'all 
Uh, we already kind of spoiled a little bit, but more spoilers. Uh, in this deleted scene, what happens is you see a kid who is sitting on a bench, and you see the foreigner trying to talk to the kid, but the kid walks away. And then you see the accomplice, like the, the shaman, the accomplice, with him as well. And in the distance, you see a lady in white uh, kind of watching over them too. So that's pretty much it. That's, that's the deleted scene. That, that's how it's supposed to end, I guess you could say. Um, okay. But I think the lady in white, I wasn't sure at first. I thought she was a, a third accomplice as well, you know, uh, yeah. to assist w- with the curse in the village. But I, I want to say she's probably supposed to represent like an angel, someone who's trying to like help, but like mm. doesn't know quite well to explain it. But the big thing that does make her suspicious is that she did wear things that all the victims had <laughs> so it's sort of like that's yeah. hella suspicious y'all you know um yeah. so i'm not too sure about that but so that kind of goes against the angel theory but that's what i think i think she's supposed to be like in western terms an angel that's supposed to kind of help appease or that helps uh, prevent the curse so right right mm-hmm. and then you, you did get this you, we, we did get the scene where she casts a spell on the shaman accomplice um, right exactly yeah, and so that's a little confusing. You're just like, wait a second, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought like I thought you were with them, but this yeah, is totally against them. But then they, but then they've already shown that they're willing to like hurt each other to like to to just even get like su- right. to even like succeed in their rituals. Like they're willing to do that. Right. So right. I don't know. It, it's very like open ended. That's what I think. What I do you also, think? I also don't know like. Uh, I, I I at one time I thought that the um that the that the lady ghost was actually his daughter. Oh, that okay. his daughter had died already, mm-hmm. and the lady in white was actually his daughter. Oh, okay, that's oh um, that's an interesting way. Okay, I never look at it that way. Yeah, because you know they 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 showed that pin that mm-hmm. um that his daughter had, and then at the very end she dropped it on the floor, mm-hmm. and so I thought, oh maybe. Maybe it is his daughter trying That's to true. save Maybe. him because mm-hmm. she's already dead mm-hmm. and and the demon's already killed mm-hmm. like his wife and mother and mm-hmm. so like I thought maybe that was his daughter trying to save him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it also has a lot of allusions to like Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's the Bible verse at the very beginning and also the Bible verse that is recited again by satan at the end <laughs> and then um uh, and then there's also the the rooster crowing which is a kind of like a nod to peter and peter's denial of christ um mm-hmm. in the before sunrise or whatever mm-hmm. and so like i haven't had that much time to think about like what that might mean for it but i think it's trying to say something there too mm-hmm. yeah and then I was also very confused. I guess my, my, my final thought on this is I wasn't sure where the priest had finally put two and two together and found out that, like, the, the Japanese guy was the oh. demon, like, was Satan incarnate. You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how he figured that out. Mm. It just didn't make sense. I don't know either, but I think maybe it was, like, bugging him for a very long time. I yeah. guess, like, with it, like, maybe because he, he's, he's a deacon. He's studying to become a priest. And so I guess he feels like the only one that would be able to communicate with him because he knows Japanese um, and yeah. the, the foreigner is Japanese. And so maybe he felt compelled to do so. I, I don't know. There, there's no real reason why he went to do it, especially because he got hurt by that zombie. It was pretty bad, pretty bad injury. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and he knew like where to find him and everything too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's as if he had already known all these things. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like, Oh, 
huh, I just totally had like <laughs> like an epiphany. Okay, so okay. okay. Usually when it comes to foreigners, right? Um a lot of people what's 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 the proper term for people who are national citizens like people in their country nationals yeah yeah so the thing yeah. about korean nationals is they had such a really bad rep or really bad um history with japanese foreigners or with with the japanese which is why there's so much animosity towards it but with him um usually christianity because a lot of them you know um way back when because being like a missionary uh, you kind of had to be a lot more open you know, so you're willing to communicate, openly communicate with foreigners because that's so normal for you. So it mm. could so that that's what it could be. That's what it could mean, too. It could it could kind of like show that, you know, when it comes to like religion, you're willing to like openly communicate and try to figure out what's going on, and what's wrong, because in this film, no one wanted to communicate with the foreigner. Everyone wanted to blame everything on him. But the only one that wanted to talk to him was the deacon himself. And the deacon was like, you know, what? I'm willing to listen. I want to kind of hear you out. And I just want to talk, talk it out, you know. Um, but no one wanted to everyone wanted to blame him so um that's what it could like kind of represent to or be an illusion to so yeah mm -hmm. interesting mm -hmm. yeah well this episode went on for a long time so <laughs> yes, why don't did. we wrap it up yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, these are the three films that we have for today i hope you guys enjoyed um sitting and talking with us um about these um definitely give these a try except for the grudge 2020 don't don't watch that one <laughs> uh juan origins 2020 give it a try and the wailing 2016 definitely give that one a try too although that one's really slow just a mm -hmm. warning fair warning yeah yeah and so this concludes episode one of the halloween special we'll be releasing episodes every week instead of every day um and so look forward to our next episode um what's episode two about larry episode two is about the haunting of Bly Manor. <laughs> um, but we're also will be watching a few other Mike Flanagan films as well. We didn't quite finish the list last year, so we're finishing it up this year. Um, so I believe we'll be talking about Haunting of Bly Manor, Doctor Sleep, yep. Oculus, and Gerald's Game. Correct? Yep. Those yep. are the four? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. We'll be talking about that. So get prepped and ready when those come out for next episode so you can hear our thoughts on it. All right. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next time. Bye.